Welcome to On the Bridge. I'm Heidi Bianchi, your host and the founder and CEO of the Bridge Event Academy. On the Bridge provides a platform for me to engage and connect with like-minded event professionals, colleagues, founders, friends, and family. It's a space where we can share insights, foster meaningful conversations, build connections, and learn from each other, and have a little fun too. Let's get on the bridge together. Hi, everyone, and welcome to On the Bridge. Today, I have one of my most special friends and excited to introduce you to her, Kelly Green. Kelly Green's life is inspired by sharing her love of fitness and well-being with teens and adults alike. Kelly is a certified ED recovery coach, OED Academy, creator of Peace and Power, Finding Compassion for the Body You Live in. She is a fitness trainer, motivational speaker, and overall good time. She loves music, dancing, animals, especially her dog, Cooper, who is currently on her lap and part of the pod. And... I am just so happy that Kelly is my friend and here with us today. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Heidi B. <laughs> Thanks for doing this. I want everyone to know that I have gotten to be friends with Kelly over the last few years. Uh, I am part of her fitness community at KG Fitness in San Mateo, where Kelly does everything. And I will say that it's one of the best hours of my day, getting to go to class and seeing everyone and have Kelly leading us in whatever crazy ass exercises we're doing, mostly spin. And I've always just thought if she could do it, I could do it. I don't know if you know that Kelly, but when something's really hard, I'm like, well, goddamn, she's doing it. I have no excuse. So thank you for being that person to me for one hour every week. I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is hard. You're rocking it. So I kind of know the fitness side of you. Will you talk a little bit about your journey to owning KG Fitness? (laughs) Oh, Lord. Uh, I started teaching fitness in 1988 as a side job, as something fun to do and fell in love with it and then have been teaching ever since. Mm-hmm. I've been at a lot of different gyms around the Bay Area that I love. I've learned a lot from all the gyms. I've met a ton of friends, learned a lot about the fitness world and what I absolutely love about it and things that don't really ring true to my values, but it's just part of our culture and fitness. So through years and years of being at gyms, being directors at several of the gyms and loving that working with children and cancer patients and seniors and teens and just your average Joe. I love it. (laughs) And honestly, I know this sounds kind of cheesy, but always had the dream to open my own place, but never, ever thought I would. Looked at empty buildings, thought, oh, wow, that'd be so great. And then honestly, it was COVID, which is a crazy, horrible time in our world, but was the opportunity for me. A beautiful shop about a half a mile from my house. I was walking by, which most of us did a lot of during COVID. I walked by, saw the for lease sign, said, oh, how sad. It's going out of business. And my husband said, oh my goodness, this is your chance. Let's call. I freaked out a little bit. We made Mm -hmm. the phone call, chatted with the landlord and the owner and fell in love with the space Mm -hmm. and got the keys and was like, holy shit, what am I doing? 
Like, I don't know if you know too many people that open a fitness center that would be in person during COVID. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, right? And you I had went, all the pieces, Kelly. You're right, like, oh, it's COVID. Let's open a gym. Let's open a gym. Yeah. I, yes. And then to kind of rewind so it doesn't sound completely insane, which it was, but not completely, is yeah. the minute we went into COVID, we thought yes. we were going for two weeks, right? Yes. And I was oh, yeah. teaching a class at the YMCA and mm-hmm. a good friend of mine said, why don't you do virtual classes from your living room for two weeks? Cause you know, we all go into panic when we can't keep our routine. And I started jumping around my living room just for like shits and giggles and ended up doing, you know, multiple classes a day just for fun, just to kill the time at home. And then that virtual crowd went into the studio with me because I opened it when life was all virtual. So it was just me in a studio and a little laptop (laughs) on a TV tray, tray. you know, it wasn't like I had this, Sound system, like no, <laughs> surround, booth. No, 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 you no. in the gym. No, You'd kick your leg to keep the lights on. You're yeah, like, totally. Oh, <laughs> so I did those. Now, I, yeah, now I've been open for three years and Gosh. absolutely love it. We do hybrid classes, so some in person, some live stream, all mm-hmm. kinds of different classes. I have employees now. It, it's just honestly really been awesome. And now as I get older, I can look back and say, I did it. No, you've, I'm stoked. You know, you've, the business you've end, more than done business end. Thank God for my bookkeeper. Just <laughs> in the family and the fun part, the community community. Um, yeah. I want to talk to you a little bit about the community piece because I had joined some of your classes in during COVID on and off randomly. And I think the thing that always struck me the most about the class, well, first of all, is an ass kicking, but whatever, but you did cater to all levels and you still do. I, I want to make sure that's it's not like, Oh, this is so impossible. Like you're always very thoughtful about making sure everyone feels like they have the ability to complete a class, like period. But you did create a sense of a community even online, I would say. You do something that I think is just inherent to you that people don't even think about is you call people by their name. And I think there's something to it. And you've probably always done this. Have you always done it? Yeah. You know, I'm a a school teacher. So by credential, by career, I'm a school teacher. (laughs) And that was my first day of school challenge for myself was to learn all my students' name that first day because I always felt special when somebody called my name or even a nickname. So thank you. I didn't realize that you noticed that. Although I do call you Heidi B. Yeah, that's right. You call me whatever. <laughs> but like oh, well. <laughs> every single person, uh, yeah, but we have a lot of names. It's fine. Yeah. But you do that for every single person in every single class. I'm just like, oh my God. But There is something to that being greeted by name and hearing other people's names. I'm not good with names, but you do it in class. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the person behind me is Allison. I now know her name because Kelly has said it 50 times, which is great. But then I can have a conversation with her and she doesn't feel like a stranger because like she's part of the crew. We're all in this together, the class or whatever. And I think there is a piece too of, I don't know, you've you've done a video lately with the before class chatter. I mean, you see it, you feel it. That must make you feel amazing. Yeah, it does. It's funny, a couple of years back when the community started to build itself, which is, again, sounds so like hokey, but (laughs) that's what I've wanted. And that's what I've always loved. And I remember the very first day, classes were finished and like when it was in person as well. 
And there was people like on the sidewalk in front of the studio chatting and talking and people were putting their shoes on talking, blah, blah, blah. And I remember calling my mom and being like, oh my God, mom, these people from all different, you know, my neighborhood, my school, from random gyms, people who brought people were all talking and laughing and feeling comfortable. And that I take great energy in and I take great pride. And that's really as important to me as the workouts, really. I mean, it's so cool. And then we've been doing these karaoke nights because (laughs) you're so generous and put money in for my birthday to get me a karaoke machine. Apparently I I must sing a lot in class. I don't know. We sing, But we've been doing karaoke nights where everybody brings their spouses or a friend and we just eat and drink and be merry. And it's hangouts. It's it's, hangouts, but yeah, I love it. I love the people. And I think you're a part DJ too. There's a piece of like, I might be my next day. You know, I did DJ one wedding. A friend of mine. Well, I could add that to your body. I was like, I could be your DJ. So my husband and I were DJs. It was really fun. Although I think I drank too much champagne and I was ending, I ended up on the dance floor at the end of the night. (laughs) But it's okay. I still had the mic and I was still DJing. I could see. I took it very seriously. I did the procession. I did the. Oh, Val songs. I mean, so yeah, if anybody wants to hire a DJ, I, I could manage that. We'll add that to your bio. You're like, and she's a DJ. Yeah. So you, you wear the teacher hat, you wear the fitness instructor hat, friend, community builder, but you have a new hat that you've put on recently and got certified for. Will you talk a little bit about that, what you're doing, the what you want to share about the journey that got you to this point and how you want to help people? I think it's so cool. Sure. Sure. So this hat has Mm -hmm. actually been a hat of mine since I was a very, very young age, probably pre-teens. The heart even races still when I talk about this. Long, long, long story short, I battled an eating disorder of my own from senior year of high school, probably honest to God, maybe well from the outside, but not well from the inside. If you understand what that means, probably until about 10 years ago. So Mm -hmm. um, I battled anorexia and it took over my life. Hence the group fitness teaching when I was 18 at Chico, Mm -hmm. I was, although my passion was legitimate for teaching and building community, I was sick, sick, sick. It was Mm -hmm. not well. Anyway, throughout my 20s, 30s, even as I became a mom of my two amazing grown children, I battled and spent a lot of my 20s in and out of the hospital, just battling this real deal about not being good enough. And when I was in the midst of my illness, I had lots of people helping me, but two things in particular happened. My medical doctor was short like me barely five foot like me Uh stereotype of what an eating disorder should be. Wasn't me, but there's no such thing as a stereotype as I know now, Mm -hmm. something about her helped me see the light a little bit. And as I got more connected to her, she shared a little bit about her past with eating disorder. And that was a light for me. So I'll never forget her. Dr. Feldshawn. I have no idea where she is now, but as I drive through San Francisco by Children's Hospital, which is no longer a unit there, it was an eating disorder ward there. So I think about her with fondness. And then the other really weird thing, which nobody really knows because I didn't even watch this until about 12 years ago, when I was in the unit, 
the show 48 Hours, which is now a crime show, used to be yes. a documentary show. Mm-hmm. And they happened to come to San Francisco Children's Hospital. And they happened, this is 1990, maybe. I don't know exactly, but years ago. Uh-huh. They happened to come into the unit and want to do a documentary on eating disorders. And I happened to be, lo and behold, one of the patients there. And they asked me to do an interview. And I was like, oh, no way. Like, I'm, you know, I don't look like I, all that stuff. Like, no way. I can't be on TV, blah, 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 blah. And Dr. Feldshawn said to me, oh, my heart's racing. Maybe you can help somebody with your story. <sighs> did it. Oh and, my it and, and it included my, my family, God bless my mom and my dad and my brother. Mm-hmm. And the documentary like went with me from the hospital to my home. And I sat in my teenage bedroom and talked about mm-hmm. the posters on my wall of me, this happy, happy cheerleader, happy teenager from the outside, but mm-hmm. this life of me. And I did the documentary and helped people because I got a lot of notes from people girls under five foot like me. Hey, I didn't think I was sick enough because I don't fit the mold. And this was back years ago. So I, I pray that the world sees eating disorders as not a certain type anymore because it doesn't really matter what you look like. No, you know, but back then kind of goes back to the, if you can do it, if you can do it, you just showed everyone in that documentary, this is me. And they were like, that's her. That's me. And you know what? I did not watch that documentary until about 10 or 12 years ago because I Mm -hmm. couldn't. And then when I watched it, I was like, oh my God, that poor girl. Anyway, so you just couldn't see it because you were going through it. I couldn't see it. And I didn't want to see it. And I didn't want to see what I put my family through and how I just, you know, things, things, all the things. Yeah. 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 That was another, when I thought, boy, I can help someone with this. Mm-hmm. Didn't really think I could, but then I realized maybe, maybe I did. I don't know. I don't know. Just getting it out there, especially back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And then I always wanted to do this. I got certified about 10 years ago for body positive and eating disorder intuitive therapy coaching. Did a little bit of that. Always do it in my school where I teach, put a lot of body image, a lot of focus on just body wellness. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always have to be body positive. You don't have to run around like loving every ounce of your body (laughs) because, I mean, if you do, that's beautiful, but realistically, just be okay with who you are. Mm -hmm. And then I um, fell in love with this lady who does the Outshining Ed Academy, and maybe she'll listen to this, but I really do. I loved her. I love her way about her, and I reached out to her and got certified through her program. And now I'm just ready to go balls to the wall with this because I want to help. So what's the program that you're doing? What's the name of it? Um, I created the name Peace and Power, Mm -hmm. Find Compassion for the Body You Live In. And that stems a little bit from peace because sometimes freedom seems to like be free. It's going to be perfect. Right. Yeah. So peace and power, like Power has a lot to do with the workout aspect. Just Being do strong. it, get yeah. in there and do it. Mm-hmm. And then peace, just, it doesn't have to be perfect, but just having a little peace in your mind. And then the word compassion, that's always important to me. And compassion doesn't mean you have to love every ounce of yourself. It just means you have to understand you're human. So peace and power, find compassion for the body you live in. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you live in. <laughs> and then what's the program? What do you, what's... Um, the program, it's specific strategies, concepts, action items. 
There is homework and accountability. Mm-hmm. There is 24 hours a day, seven days a week text support. So if I see a text from you, I will help you. So that's the one-on-one coaching. I'm mm-hmm. also like, you know, a huge fan of community. So yep. I am offering group Zoom programs and group in-studio programs because there's a lot of healing done in community, especially when you're with people that feel the same way you do or feel similar to how you do. So there's there's three moving pieces to this. Um, And I think you would also do one-on-one speaking to a group. If, if a corporate group was looking for someone to talk about different, different things, you're, you're a speaker as well. Absolutely. In fact, I'm doing a, I'm doing a, an event at my school here to parents. So parents, how to navigate your child's growing up in diet culture. Um, I'm doing that in a couple of months. So yes, I actually love that. And I have a vision, mm-hmm. me and my visions. I have a vision of going back to my high school and, and doing a speech there. Oh, and that's a vision, like a weird, I know I've had it for years, but it's no, like, we're going to, that's going to happen. Kelly. Right? We're going to make it. It's a no brainer. So, well, I, I will help you. Right? Make this get happen. There. Oh my gosh. I might, can I wear my cheerleading uniform? No, I would think so. <laughs> That's optional. But uh, yeah, you can yeah. bring it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't need to look like this to be a cheerleader. Yeah, right. but. <laughs> no, you know, I was on, I was in plays on that stage and my very first role in a play, I played the part of a little boy. Go figure. Right? <laughs> anyway, there's just a little side note. That's a lot. Oh, yes. uh, in the in the age of uh, Ozampic, <laughs> I think there's something to be said for some people need that. They, that that's a path for them. I do think there's something to be said for talking to someone and being a part of a program that you're doing, possibly before someone decides to go on to a serious like medical regime. Again, I'm not a doctor, but. I don't know. There's just something to be said in my mind around like body image, the peace and power. If you're struggling or don't know who to talk to, or this has always been something on your mind 24 seven, you have now have an outlet in Kelly and her program to help you. I think that's incredible, Kelly. Yeah. Thank you. I think this whole rage of Ozempic and pills and so on and so forth. I think it, like you said, if, if it's medically needed for whatever it's made for, which it's not made for weight loss, by the way, there's, there's so many layers to it. What's your why behind doing that? And this frantic damaging desire to lose weight. What happens when you run out of money and you stop using the drug. It's just, I can, I can go on for years about Yeah, that. like the, the root cause of some of these issues isn't going to change with a pill. Like it never it, does. And that's <laughs> why the diet culture is so billions and millions of dollars because people lose weight and it's never enough. There's always more needed or the diet works for a month and then it backfires and then you're left. It's the, so, the beautiful cycle of like, I lost weight. I can't handle this diet anymore. I'm going to binge and I'm going to find another diet. And then I hate myself more. And then it's, again, it's like knowing, starting to look at the why behind this rat race to lose weight. So frantically, I'm all about health and wellness and balance. I'm not saying, you know, just go on a frenzy, but making your body healthy and well 
it's a shame when it's so yeah. violent and it's so destructive and takes away your actual life, right? Yeah, it's, it could be all consuming, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. It, and 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 I think the other thing that's important to think about, I'm always like, oh, it's a girl problem. I don't necessarily think this is a mother to daughter passed on situation. Like this affects everyone pretty equally. Uh, Kelly, what's, what's your research on this? I have a son and a daughter. So Mm -hmm. I I make sure that uh, to be honest, since I'm just being straight up, I Mm -hmm. look back at when my kids were young and I was on the outside. Well, but on the inside, completely not. (laughs) And I do, I look back with, I'm a good mom and I know that, and I know my children are amazing humans, but I think back to situations where like I didn't get in a swimsuit or I didn't uh-huh. eat the ice cream. And it mm-hmm. actually like brings tears to my eyes because I'm not the only mom that does that. And I just wished no coulda, shoulda, wouldas. But if I can help a mom not do that, right. as your, right. as your question was more about boys, mm-hmm. yes, it, it's completely relevant in men. It's mm-hmm. just, it's discussed more around women because, you know, women tend to, you know, women, of course. <laughs> but men have it too. And it could be in the weightlifting. It could be in the protein. It could be in the a shorter man of a shorter stature. Yes. I believe it's one in three people with an eating disorder are men. So yes, it's not just a This girl. is real. This is real. Absolutely. Uh, it's funny. I have a very long story around body image and stuff in my family going back, but I'm not going to get into that today. I wanted to say that growing up, the scale was a very big thing in our house, the the, the scale, the scale, the scale, the scale. And uh, it's funny. I don't own a scale. I've never owned a scale. It's just not a thing at the doctor's office. If I get on the scale, I turn my back and I'm like, you can't say the number out loud. And the lady's always like, what? I'm like, or I'm not going to get on. It's that simple. This this number is not defining who I am. And I was just away for work. And it was so funny. There was a scale in the bathroom of my hotel room. And I would just walk by. I'm like, what? I was in Salt Lake City. So it's a little weird. But I found it so fascinating. It's funny. I wanted to call or text you about it because I'm like, this is so stupid. I was like fixated on it. It was right near the toilet. I should have just moved it because I was like so annoyed by it. I'm like, what is this doing here? Why is this here? It was just like physical reaction to it by me. But I think that there's more to this journey than like this number. And and I think that's probably, I'm, I'm guessing that's part of your program of like this stupid scale. Oh my yes, God. I don't have a scale as well. But when I did, it was, I mean, how many times a day could you get on a scale? Right. Like before you eat, after you eat, before you work out, after you work out. Clothes, no clothes, shoes, no shoes, like bathroom, like so you name it. I get, I get very, I get very passionate about the scale because (laughs) if you have some peace and some power in your own body, you know, your freaking body. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need a God. Oh, please. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could get, like, I no, think you I mean, and I could, I, I we could have a whole episode touch. on the scale. Oh <laughs> man. If you're in touch with your own body. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Cooper's. Are you going to try to get off the bed? Hold on. Cooper's on the big bed and his little legs. Um, oh God, if you're in touch with your body enough, like know your hunger, mm-hmm. know your, know your thirsty, know your fullness, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Know mm-hmm. your pants, know your clothes. You also yep. know that life isn't always just like, you know, 
the same exact pound. So yes, mm-hmm. yes the scale is really not like what, and then that's, that goes back. What is your why <laughs> to get on the scale? And what is your purpose to get on the scale? Yeah. What's behind that? Okay. So if my weight goes down a quarter pound, does that mean what? If it goes up a quarter pound, is that good, bad, love me, not love me, people right, like me? Right, you know, like no, it, right. it's, it's a yeah. mind of, yeah, for sure. It's, it's very much deep layers of stuff with any sort of body image, weight stuff, disordered, all that stuff. And it's sad uh, because there's a lot of people that do that. I also want to point out one more thing about like the mom situation of like doing eating, not eating. I think there's also a big culture around like, I don't want to be in the picture because I don't like how I look. And it's something that I am very aware of and don't do. It's like, okay, I don't have makeup on. Okay. I'm not looking my best. Okay. Maybe I don't feel great in my body at this moment, but that's not going to stop me from taking a picture with my family. It's just not. I think it's so important to just not be hiding. It's important for the kids to see like not everybody has a great day and we still show up, right? Right. It's funny. Part of the training that I just did was about (laughs) photos and about how to reframe when we see a photo that might not be the best of us. Yeah. And part of it in the program was sending pictures of ourselves that were not super flattering to the other women and instead of looking at my legs or my belly or whatever was the part of our bodies that we right. didn't like, we, mm-hmm. we spoke about the experience, where we were and who we were with. And yeah. what, and even though it was hard because yes, your eyes naturally want to go to that part. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank God I have that picture. Cause that was when my son was 10 and we went to Disneyland and that was when my daughter at cheerleading and, mm-hmm. and wow, I'm so happy to have those pictures and that, yeah. And, yeah so that's, Please, if anybody listens to this, take the damn picture. Because take the picture. Even yeah. with the bad angle selfie, I'm like, F okay. it. Here it is. <laughs> a part of our wall at the studio with all the pictures yeah. on it. I look at some of those pictures of myself, but of all of us. And we're all sweaty and our hair's all over the place and mm-hmm. our faces are red. And even though they're, we're not all dolled up and you know ready to go out in the town, those are like the best pictures of the, in the world. That's funny. I never, and it, it, next time you come, they're great pictures. It's funny because I think when we all look at a picture, even on Zoom, it's like you're always looking at yourself. It's it's like, and, and you're with the critical eye, like, oh, uh, yeah. like magnifying glass, right? Yeah. And you're looking at this holistic picture on the wall with 50 pictures. And it's like, well, look, look at us. Look how badass that is. I like yeah. that better. I like right. that better right. than. Yeah. Pink yeah. cheeks. Pink cheeks yeah. means you worked hard. Like, come yeah, on. Right. That's you right. Have. Smile. So, some laughs, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I think that's the other thing. Like, we have a good time. It's funny. One of my big things when I'm talking to a new client, I'm always like, you know, we're a oh, corporate event, meeting, whatever. And I'm just like, so I like to have a little fun. And they're always like, what? I'm like, there are moments where this shit is serious. And there are moments yeah, like, a lot, can we? A lot of moments. Just be our authentic, normal, normal self. And that's silly sometimes or serious sometimes. And I like to have a little more fun. This is a good life we have. Let's enjoy it. it. And I think when we're, when people are real and vulnerable and open, whether it's in a silly situation or a really shitty, hard life situation, Mm -hmm. that brings people together. Yeah. Got through it. Disorder, but I've had some other things in my family that were Mm -hmm. hard really hard stuff. And 
instead of keeping it silent, I didn't like go post it all over the internet, but I shared with people that I felt I could share with and it, and it helped me heal. And it actually helped other people heal too, because they had felt the same way. Same thing with happiness and laughter. It's contagious. You see new people come into the gym or come into not even a gym, you know, any situation. Mm -hmm. And if you're having a good time and they see that the odds are they'll loosen up a little bit too. We had a birthday in the the studio and uh, it was just like, you could feel the happiness from everyone. Oh yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Like I, I even texted you. I'm like, it was fun to see everyone so happy when you win a room with 12 happy people. It's awesome. And I'm sure you've, as a teacher, it's a different energy coming toward you than we're receiving. And you always send a lot out and I'm sure the days are different of like what you're receiving back, but the happy days are the good ones. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. The happy days are the good ones. So Kelly, to any other tidbits you want to share before we jump off, tell everyone like how to reach you, how to be, get more information about your program. I will of course have this in the bio of everything that I'm putting together, but if you want to share how people can reach you, that'd be great. I have an Instagram for peace and power and it's peace and power ed recovery coach. If that's too confusing because I messed it up, you can always reach me at my KG fitness website, which is www.kgfitnessstudio158.com. Or you can reach me and I'll get you can reach Heidi. <laughs> I got, I got her on speed dial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. You can text me at any time. I'd be. And then, yes, I think just to circle back, I think just in case anybody's out there that happens to be listening, I uh, would love to do a talk <laughs> to either people that battle it themselves or parents of children or teens that don't know how to navigate that. Um, I would even do something for teens since I've been a teacher and I work with middle schoolers. <laughs> yes, you do. That's a whole separate pod, girl. We got oh, yeah, a few like, coming. You like three or four of them. No, I, I'm really honored to be here with you, Heidi B. I'm uh, so proud of you. It's interesting that you like are proud of me as the way the way I'm proud of you. You just opened up your own business. And I remember you calling me and telling me like, yeah. I'm doing it. And yeah. Yeah, you're doing it. Damn, I can't keep up with you with all your travels <laughs> and your podcast. I know. It's like we got to put ourselves out there. And I, I think the biggest thing for you and for me always is like we want to help people. And whatever that looks like, whatever people are going through, if we don't know how to help you, we'll find someone who can. I think that's that's one of our biggest things. It's, yes. It makes us special. Yes. All right. So Kelly, when we end a podcast, we get off the bridge. So you have to decide how you want to get off the bridge today. We've done things like cannonballs. Someone has like ridden a unicorn off. Like you can maybe like dance off. You can, you can pick how you want to get off the bridge today. Oh, well, hell yeah. I'm going to dance off. <laughs> well, I mean, to what song? What song? What's your song? Oh, Uptown <laughs> Funk. Oh, or how about go. Raise Your Glass? Raise Your Glass. All of it. <laughs> how about I Am Here? I Am Here. Pink, our favorite. I'm, a, well, I, I, I'm pretty open. Maybe some 80s music. I'll take there it. There you go. All it. of it. As long all as we're dancing and moving, we'll be good. I'm never going to not. Do, 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 do. I'm going to dance, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, thanks again, Kelly. And uh, let's find peace and power. Here you go. Have a Girl, good day. Some compassion for the body. Live in. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Ivy. Thank you.